Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Team of the Legendarium. I'm Starcast and I'm joined by Mila. Hey. Yeah. And no one else. Today <laughs> it's it's a special episode. We are because we're only two people here. We had a little accident yesterday. <laughs> My fault entirely. <laughs> yeah. Happened to me too. Happened to me too. At least we can now now open a, a group group of people who, who forgot uh, a recording. <laughs> we want to discuss uh, some anticipated book releases for the second half of 2022. And we are totally not late, late to that party. It's totally it's not, not July. No, it's not the end of July either. Yeah. So we are, we are only going going to cover the second half of the year in this episode. And you can find find our episode of the first half of the year in in our other episode. And we, we are probably gonna link it somewhere. So I wanted to start with some of the books we talked about in the last episode. And I wanted to check in if if you have if you have read any of them or if you had any surprise surprise releases. I have had lots of surprise releases. Let me okay. just double check. So I read quite a number of my anticipated releases, but also didn't read a number of them. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite one from my list was Daughter of the Moon Goddess by mm -hmm. Su Lin Tan. Mm -hmm. It was just a really well-written Chinese mythology crossover. It was kind of a young adult, adult crossover genre. And I just thought it was really well written, and that's probably my favorite for the year. Uh, how about yourself? I haven't gotten to many of them, honestly, because I'm someone who is a very much a mood reader. So yes. it's cha changing from day to day as to what I'm I'm wanting to read. Fair enough. But I can look up what what exactly I read, but it, it's not much. I know I have read uh, read uh, the new book in the Goblin Empower series. And yes. I'm a bit mixed on it. Like it very much uh, feels feels uh, like a middle book of the series. Okay. Are there many books left in the series? No, I think one other book. Like okay. it's middle book syndrome, kind of. Yeah. But, fair enough. But maybe the problem also was that the synopsis spoiled a lot. Not, and I kind of hope there would be more romance as it was a little bit more present in the first book. Right. Yeah, but it focused a lot more on uh, our, our main character. Though I have to say he, he has a really interesting arc because it's basically about a workaholic try, trying to not be a workaholic. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that in a fantasy setting. Yeah. I haven't I haven't read any of the Goblin Emperor books, so that's something that's oh. still on my list of books to read. It is good, I have to say, especially, especially uh, the Goblin Emperor. I think I have read it now uh, three times. Oh wow! In yeah. the last last year, so, it, it's yeah. definitely a a green team favorite. I. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and besides that, I ah I know what I have written. Right. It's a graphic novel I talked about, and that was The Many Deaths. Uh, I can never remember The Many Deaths or The Many Lives of uh, Layla Stark. But it's 
It's uh, basically a graphic novel about uh, the goddess of death in, in India and she loses uh, her job because the child is born who's gonna, who's gonna um, find out the secret of immortality. And she loses her job and gets reincarnated as a human. And she isn't very happy. And she tries to, <laughs> to get her job back. Yeah. But I, it's, I think that's going to be one of my favorite, favorite graphic novels of this year. Because it was really, really great. Yeah. Besides that, I haven't gotten to any, to really any of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I did read a number of the other books. Mm-hmm. I think the other notable books that I did read was House of Sky and Breath, which is the sequel to House of Earth and Blood in Sarah J. Mars's Crescent City series. And that one has somewhat of an epic finale. <laughs> it's really hard to actually talk about without spoiling everything, so I won't. <laughs> I have heard of the ending. I, I like to watch uh, Cindy's video on it, videos on it. It it was kind of a little bit mind blowing, um, especially I, I unfortunately it, before the book got released, there were a number of people who were spoiled on social media by someone posting a photo or, of the final page of the book, which I, I feel like I feel really sorry for them because for me yeah. I didn't get spoiled and coming to that ending just wow. <laughs> yeah. Whoever did that, I hope to have a bad day. <laughs> yes, I hope so too. And I also read the final book in the Prison Healer trilogy, The Blood Traitor, which was, mm-hmm. again, another book that it lived up to the expectations that I had for it. So it is definitely a, a very young adult series. So there's a lot of young adult tropes in it. And whilst I thought that the third book was a little bit predictable, I think it's still overall quite a, a really good young adult series. Yeah. I, ha- I haven't really read any anyway a serious i think in the last month and so, so i would have to get back into them kind of I've read yeah, a lot I, of those. I have a tendency to be skewed a little bit more towards young adult even though mm. i'm way above the target age range for it mostly because it just they're, they're just so easy to read that i can just switch my brain off and not actually think about what it is that i'm going and just go along for the ride so <laughs> Even so, yeah, a, a lot of my recommendations also come in within the YA genre. Yeah, I think my I really like even my comfort reads are kind of more in the vein of um, having certain themes, have, having uh, certain heavy themes. Right. Like the Terra Ignota series by Etta Palmer. That's yes. it's basically a complete series about war, but it's such <laughs> a comfort read for me. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Now let, let's get into the new releases we are anticipating. So do we want to start with July? Yeah, sure. Did you want to go first? Oh, yeah. Seeing as we've basically finished July already. <laughs> so my first one for July is Gods of One by Kei Ming Chong. And it's a short story collection by an Asian author. And it's mixing myth and migration ghostliness, queerness, and a lot more things. And I think it was thought at the point where I talked about about, uh, about uh, queerness in the, in the short stories, because that's always something I, I enjoy in my short stories. Yeah. Have you, read, have you read this author before? No. 
I know I know she has a debut debut a book before that out, but I haven't read it. So it's right. new author for me. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. I don't tend to read short stories very often. Yeah, I I also only got into it because of because of the short story month by Zesky. I think he hosted it. Oh yes. It's, and because oh, yeah, because of because of that month, I also found a lot new a lot of new authors. I really like to enjoy. I really like to read, like Aliette Bodar, and uh, she is also going to come up in here because she has a book later in this year. I'm really really anticipating. Okay. And uh, any, other, hmm? any other books for July for you? Yeah, my my other book. It's already released, released, and I already read it, so I can recommend it. <laughs> is is a prayer for the crown shy by Becky Chambers, and it it's the second book book of the monk and robot series, and it's a really cozy cozy uh series, but also it deals with existentialism, so like questions like like why are are humans why do we exist? Such questions it deals with, <laughs> but it's really comfort read. Like there's a lot of tea, a lot of lot of journeying, talking, just cozy. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, and my uh, last anticipated book for for the month is a half built garden by Rufana uh, Emrys. I think I botched that name so much, but it's <laughs> but it's basically basically a uh, I don't know. It's it's a hope hope punk uh, novel, and we're gonna get to her name I talked about before, Ada Palmer. Ada Palmer recommended the, this author on her podcast, and I was like, now I need to read her and her new book, especially because it's hope punk punk and Ada Palmer series. Uh, Terra Ignota is also is also hope punk, and I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah great. Oh. Do you have any books you are anticipating? I do, and again, both of my books are out already <laughs> because we are. I haven't read them yet, but they are both out. So I've got a Violet Made of Thorns by Gina Chen. So it is pitched as a young adult political intrigue fantasy involving some false prophecies and some morally grey characters. Just like briefly, it's a its synopsis is that it's a darkly enchanting fantasy about a morally grey witch, a cursed prince, and a false prophecy about the prince's love life. Oh, <laughs> I think I think I have already heard heard of of this book because I know know there was this. Oh, I fo follow the artist uh, who did one of the pictures pictures uh, for the for the for the deluxe edition or something. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that artist I follow, and that. Okay. The, yeah, and uh, that's why I know 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 the book already, kind of. Like. Yeah. So that one I will eventually get to sometime soon, hopefully. <laughs> my, my TBR is too long. <laughs> so my second book is These Twisted Bonds by Lexi Ryan. It's another young adult book, and it's a sequel to a fey romance that was released last year, which was These Hollow Vows. So I won't go into the synopsis of that one, because it'll probably have some spoilers for the first book. So that's my 
other anticipated release from July. Okay. We we did lose Befuddled Panda from our podcast because I accidentally forgot <laughs> the recording session that she could make. Um, so we've got some of her anticipated releases as well. And so her anticipated release... Oh, wait. She didn't have one for July. But never mind. I'm jumping ahead. You can start with, with her August then. And start with her August. So her August one is The Art of Prophecy by Wesley Chu. And why Panda is anticipating this is that it is a different take on the Chosen One story where the Chosen One from a prophecy isn't actually the Chosen One. Uh, and it's a combination of martial arts and magic. And she is sold. <laughs> so the synopsis that um, for the book is that so many stories begin the same way with a prophecy, a chosen one, and the inevitable quest to slay a villain, save the kingdom, and fulfill a grand destiny. But this is not that kind of story. It does sound mysterious. She sells it really well. Mm-hmm. It's ah. definitely sold me. Mm-hmm. So, do do you want to start now? Start or should I? Because August, I'm... August is like the month where everything gets released. So we'll touch on a couple of exciting ones, exciting, exciting books that I'm looking forward to. And there's a bunch of others which I may just mention the titles of instead of going into them completely. So I'll start with the one that everyone seems to be talking about, which is Babel by R.F. Kuang, the author of The Poppy War. So this book has an alternative title but from the author, which is The Necessity of Violence, an Arcane History of the Oxford Translator's Revolution. <laughs> it's much easier to say Babel. I'm so intrigued by the book, but I'm so scared, scared, because I know it's going to hurt. Yes, yes, I know. I've actually only just, I'm about three quarters of the way through the Poppy War at the moment, so I can only imagine how Babel's going to turn out. So for those of you who aren't aware or haven't heard of it yet, it's a dark academia novel that aims to tackle colonial resistance in academia. Yeah. I I won't go through the synopsis because it's quite long. So next next on my list is A Taste of Golden Iron by Alexandra Rowland, which is a queer romance between a prince and a bodyguard. <laughs> so the synopsis of this one as written on Goodreads is Kadu, the shy prince of Arasht, finds himself at odds with one of the most powerful ambassadors at court in an altercation which results in his humiliation. To prove his loyalty to the Queen, who is his sister, he takes responsibility for the investigation of a break-in at one of their guilds. With the help of his newly appointed bodyguard, the coldly handsome Evermere, who seems to tolerate him at best. So in this te- in this country, princes can touch, taste precious metals with their fingers, and counterfeiting is considered heresy, and the prince and the bodyguard uncover a conspiracy that could cripple the kingdom's financial standing. It's I, it's it's an interesting premise and I would be interesting to see how the romance fits into it because it's actually first and foremost pitched as a romance. So, we'll see how much plot there actually is. I can say something to that. If everything works out, that maybe 
We're gonna do, gonna do a green team episode on it. Ooh. You didn't hear that from me. You didn't hear that from me. Just just a little bit. <laughs> uh, it does seem like it's up a couple of people's alleys, so it would be interesting to either jump on that one or listen to the discussion about it. Yeah. So I guess my next anticipated book is The Book Eaters by Sun Yi Dean, which is a dark urban fantasy about a line of people for whom books are food and they retain all of the book's content after they eat the books. And so one of the main character's sons is born with a rare and darker kind of hunger. Instead of books, their son has a hunger for human minds. So it sounds a little bit dark, but it's about books. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how this one turns out, because this one seems to be on quite a lot of people's lists as well. And uh, there's an... I, I'm really anticipating this book, but there's also uh, another reason for for this, and because I know now uh, that it's queer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, that's all. That's the fact that it's always the, like, like from from a book I'm anticipating to to a book I'm going to read. Right. Excellent. Did you want to go through your list uh, for August? Yeah, I do have another one. Oh, I have one exactly. Well, do I have another one? I don't think so. So much is from you. Yeah. <laughs> I do have have one for August. And it's Husband Material by Alexis Hall. It's the follow-up follow, follow up of Boyfriend Material. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes. it's the follow-up to that. And I really enjoyed the first book. And it's not really in my wheelhouse because it's not fantasy, but I'm here yeah. for it. Yes. Well, in yes. one of my other... One of my other August releases is also a contemporary romance, which is Love on the Brain by Ali Hazelwood. So Ali Hazelwood wrote The Love Hypothesis, which started off as fan fiction between... It, it's Raylo fan fiction for Star Wars fans out there. <laughs> and it was my favourite contemporary romance novel of last year. Last year? I think it was last year. With its just, It was just so expertly created in an academia setting and with an appeal for women in science, technology, engineering, and maths or STEM. And it was just such a cute novel that I, my nerd brain just absolutely went crazy for it. And so she's got another book coming out called Love on the Brain, and I'm really looking forward to that one. Even though it's not fantasy, it's contemporary romance. But mm. we'll take those. <laughs> All right, so rather than hanging around in August, I like number of my other anticipated reads without going into their synopsises are um, Belladonna by Adolin Grace, which is a gothic fantasy romance. The Drowned Woods by Emily Lloyd-Jones, which is a fairy tale-esque heist novel with mythology influences. Mm. A couple of sequels, so The Dragon's Promise by Elizabeth Lim, which is the sequel to Six Crimson Cranes, and The Oleander Sword, which is the sequel to the Jasmine Throne by Tasha Suri, which is also queer, by the way. I read the first book of it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I did read the first book of that one. I haven't uh, actually got around to reading it yet, but I'm anticipating yeah. the sequel anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a Venom Dark and Sweet, which is the sequel to A Magic Steeped in Poison. Again, I haven't actually read this one yet, but it's got a really pretty cover, and I'm sold on pretty covers, so there we go. The First Binding. Uh, which is a debut by R.R. R. Verdi, and it's a South Asian-inspired high fantasy 
and it sounds like there's a bit of a morally grey protagonist in that one. And then there's The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangu Mandana, which is described as a little bit of a cross between The House in the Cerulean Sea and another book which I haven't read yet. You haven't read both of them? I actually haven't read The Cerulean Sea yet. Mm. It's again, it's another one that's on my, it's been on mm. my to read list for years. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Kept not so, not so much. Yes, I don't know. It's, it's one of those books that's been a little bit controversial in the green team. Apparently, not very many people liked it. So, this one is apparently supposed to have very similar vibes, but it's obviously written by a different person. So, um, I can't actually figure out which the other book is. But anyway, it was supposed to be very similar in vibe. To House and Cerulean Sea, in that it's a, meant to be an uplifting. Mm-hmm. And again, this book, I oh no, it's, I don't think it's out yet, but it's The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy. It's a fantasy rom com. I don't know that I've really read much fantasy rom coms, but this one seems quite interesting in that there's a, a tentative friendship is created between two individuals who remain unknown to each other because oh, they're, li- they're writing letters to each other. But they don't realise that they actually know each other, and they're actually they actually hate each other. Okay. I love that. I love such uh, tropes like secret dating, or they they have uh, secret identities from each other. Everything yeah. like it, it just it makes that moment when they realise that they are each other so much sweeter. Like mm, yeah. that's my favourite moment. <laughs> yep. Alright, so that I think covers off most of the books in August. <laughs> There's just so many coming out. You're also good in September. Oh yes, I do have a lot in September as well. Did you have any? I do anticipate the, the next volume of Monstrous, but I can't talk much uh, much about it because spoilers over spoilers. Yes. Yeah, And I, I'm also only on volume 5 currently, so yep. I need to catch up. Right. Did you want to mention pandas for her? Oh, I can do that. So not you. So I'm also talking. Go ahead. Panda anticipates fairy tale by Stephen King, and it's it's a portal fantasy apparently, and it features a book, a, a book, a boy and his dog, a Stephen King book that actually sounds interesting to me. Not my opinion, panda's opinion. Don't come for me. And and the synopsis is legendary storyteller Stephen King goes into the deepest valley of his imagination in a spellbinding novel about a 17-year-old boy who inherits the keys to a parallel world where good and evil are at war and the stakes could not be higher for what world or ours for that world or ours. Never been a Stephen King fan, but that's because he writes two horror thriller books and they don't they don't mm-hmm. go well for me. The only book I have read from him was The Institute and I didn't like it. So it's also my opinion. I'm sorry. It's not just Panda's opinion. I lied. Still don't come up, come at me. Okay. So I have Children of Gods and Fighting Men by Shauna Lawless which is a historical fantasy series that is entwines Irish mythology with real-life history. It's a debut novel, and it is set in 981 AD. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I won't read it aloud because I won't do any of the Irish names any justice whatsoever. So if you're interested in that one, you can go and read it. There's Mindwalker by Kate Dillon. This one is a sci-fi, and I don't normally read much sci-fi, but the synopsis of this one kind of caught my attention. So I'll read what's what's written in the Goodreads synopsis, which is 18-year-old Sil Sarah is determined to die a legend. In the 10 years she's been rescuing imperiled field agents for the Syntex Corporation by commandeering their minds from afar and leading them to safety, Sil hasn't lost a single life and she's not about to start now. She's got 12 months left on the clock before her supercomputer grafted to her brain kills her, and she's hell-bent on using that time to cement her legacy. Seal's going to be the only Mindwalker to ever pitch a perfect game, even despite the debilitating glitches she's experiencing. But when a critical mission goes south, Seal is forced to flee the very company she once called home. Desperate to prove she's no traitor, Seal infiltrates the Analog Army, an activist fashion working to bring Syntex down. Her plan is to win back her employer's trust by destroying the group from within. Instead, she and the army's reckless leader, Ryder, uncover a horrifying truth that threatens to undo all the good Sil's ever done. With her tech rapidly degrading and her new ally keeping dangerous secrets of his own, Sil must find a way to stop Syntex in order to save her friends, her reputation, and maybe even herself. It's one hell of a synopsis. <laughs> It is, but it was the reason that I was like, oh, I actually might enjoy that one. Yes, it's 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 a very kind of telepathic type of novel, mm. which I guess there's a little bit of crossover to fantasy and that sort of theme. What else do I have? Number of sequels. Mm. So there's The Ballad of Never After, which is the sequel to Once Upon a Broken Heart by Stephanie Garber. Nona the Ninth by Tamsin Muir, which is the third book in the Locked Tomb series, which is Gideon the Ninth and Harrow the Ninth. I haven't read the, the second book yet. I haven't read I... it either, but I've heard that it's amazing. You just don't know what happens. You, you don't know what's going on until you finish the book and mm -hmm. you still don't know what's going on. But that's just <laughs> the series did you, read the first, did you read the first book? I have read the first book. What did you think? It took me about 13 chapters to really get into it. But after I got to that 13 chapter mark, I was I was hooked. And just the way that the characters went about things and the world that has been created is just so different from anything else that I've ever read that you kind of just get thrown in the deep end and you don't know what's going on. But I think that's that's the beauty about this series is that you get thrown in the deep end and you have no idea what's going on. But neither do the characters. <laughs> yeah, I I have a mixed opinion about the book. Like, yeah. I think uh, I don't know at which chapter I was hooked, but I was hooked from that until the last few chapters, until the ending per se. And there, uh, and the ending, I was like, well, it happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can't it talk happened. about spoilers, but anyway. <laughs> The other sequel or third book in a trilogy that is coming out in September is Kingdom of the Feared, which is the final book in the Kingdom of the Curse trilogy by Kerry Maniscalco. I have mixed feelings about this, but it's I, I want to finish the trilogy and see how it ends. But it's I think everyone who has read the series is really just in it for Wrath, who has been dubbed Daddy Wrath for various reasons. <laughs> and then there is... Spells for Forgetting by Adrienne Young, who 
uh, she wrote Fable and Namesake as two of her young adult titles. And this is a adult fantasy that she's written. And it is described as being a little bit of a reflection on two individuals' childhoods. So two individuals have had their lives changed on the eve of their high school graduation when one of them was accused of murdering the other's best friend. The island that they lived on begins to change and the accused returns to bury his mother's ashes and confront all of the wounds of the past. So it's got a little bit of young adult flavour to it, I think, because they're confronting all of the issues that they had when they were teenagers. But it is it is pitched or it is um, presented by the publishers as an adult novel. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to October. Do you want to start or uh, do I start? You can, you can start. Okay, so the first book I'm anticipating is Into the, Into the Riverlands by Nivo. And it's the third book in The Empress of Salt and Fortune, that, that series. I, I think the series is something like Song of Hills, or so, so, some kind of variation of that. But I can't remember right now. But it, it's the third book in the series, uh, in the novella series. And I re- really, really enjoyed the first two books because uh, they used storytelling in very interesting way, ways. And I'm interested to see how uh, the author is going to use her storytelling in this book. Because in the last two books, it really contribu- contributed to the experience. And the, and the other book, which is kind of kind of out of my wheelhouse too, is Self-Portray with Nothing by Amy Pok... I... Should I try to even say the name? Potvatka? I think. I think that's so wrong. But <laughs> but it's, it's almost a horror novel, I would say. It kind of mixes magical realism with horror, I would say. And, and sci-fi a little bit, I would say. I'm going to read this in synopsis. <clears throat> Abandoned as an infant on the local veterans' uh, front porch, Pepper Rafferty was raised by two loving mothers. And now at 36, she is married to the stable, supportive eager. She is never told anyone that at 15, she discovered the the, the identity of her biological mother. That's because our birth mother is Ulla Frost, a reclusive painter famous for the outrageous claims that her portraits summon the subject doppelgangers from parallel universes. We shared saying the rumors, Pepper couldn't help but wonder, was there a parallel universe in which she was more confident, more accomplished, better able to accept love, a universe in which Ola decided she was worth keeping, a universe universe in which uh, Ola's rejection didn't still hurt too much to share. Something li- sometimes living our best life means embracing the imperfect one we already have. Yeah. I and mean, it doesn't sound like it's got much horror in it, but I'll take your word for it. I, I'm guessing it be- because mm, for me it kind of sounds like like because the process. I kind of think the the concept of summoning doppelgangers is kind of. Kind of horror to me, just just like yeah, 
Like, because in the sense, that could take over your life, or not? Yeah, I can mm. say that. Yeah. And do I have anything else? Yeah, I do have a graphic novel. I do not know a lot about this series, because it is a sequel series, and I don't know the the normal series. And it's uh, Atom, the beginning, by a lot of authors, which names I cannot pronounce. But it's basically a, a prequel, sorry, a prequel. I meant a prequel. It's a prequel to Astro Boy. Do you know? The... I have heard of Astro Boy, but I haven't read. I, I only know, know the, um, the animated film. But I think yeah. it's pretty much hated by the by the Astro Boy community. <laughs> so oops. Yeah. I I enjoyed it as a kid. I haven't watched it watched it uh, in years, but oops. <laughs> I don't think I ever actually watched it. Oh. Hmm. It was a really big part of my childhood. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of TV when I was growing up. Hmm. So I didn't have time to. I had to. I'd, we d we didn't have a computer or anything else because our par parents wouldn't let us let us play on it. So we had to try to do something else, which was yeah. watching TV because that's much better. Well, I, I mean, we're going off topic here, but when I was in high school or even primary school, and everyone got really excited because our teachers assigned us a homework to watch a TV show. I was like, oh, this is so difficult because I don't watch TV. <laughs> All right. Um, did you have anything else for October? No, I don't. Nothing else? Hmm? No. All right. So I'll start with Panda's anticipated release, which is Into the Wind Wrapped Wilds by A. Deborah Baker, a.k.a. CNN Maguire. Mm. And th that's her pseudonym for her children's book series. So this is the third book in the Up and Under series, which is a fictional series referenced in Cena and Maguire's middle game. After publishing middle game, she went ahead and wrote the book that was within the book and published it under the name of the in-world author A. Deborah Baker. And Panda is currently reading Over the Woodward Wall right now and is enjoying it. She says it's very whimsical in the vein of Alice in Wonderland and the Phantom Tollbooth, and the writing style is very distinct. Middle Game is one of those books I want to get to it, get to one day. Yes, because... one day I'll get to read Cena and Maguire's books, but <laughs> haven't got there yet. Yeah. Uh, because I heard uh, from uh, Panda, she talked about it a bit, bit I think, I think in, in our last episode. But as far as I know, no, the books are based on on the Elemental thing. I think it's five books. Yeah, and I know the next book is gonna be water like okay. the first book was fire now it's earth and then i think water but i, I could be wrong i don't know that much about the series that's the only thing you know i haven't read anything about it so my october anticipated release is the atlas paradox i have got about halfway through the atlas six and this series has been, it was a self-published book originally that was made super popular by TikTok. Not that I actually watch TikTok, but it got well recognized by it. And it finally received a traditional publisher earlier this year. And so they're releasing the Atlas 6 and then six months later, the Atlas Paradox. 
so at the moment, with half being halfway through the Atlas Six, it's it's an interesting premise, but I'll reserve judgment until I. But at the moment, it's still sitting there on my anticipated sequels list. But that's that's all I've got for October. Yeah, so November, and I'm looking right now. Now at our list, and I'm just noticing we have forgotten the biggest release in November, <laughs> because I think everyone anticipated anticipates it uh, in in the Queen team, also in the Queen team in in general, general in the Discord, and it's the last metal by Brandon Sanderson. Oh, yes, the last metal. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot the Brandon Sanderson book. <laughs> I just looked at it and was like, mm, there isn't last metal. <laughs> yeah, that book comes out. I don't think w we have to explain why we're anticipating it because 90% of you already know. No, so we can just skip that one. Just yep. mentioning it. <laughs> well, let's just add it to the list right now. <laughs> no, not that they are coming after us. <laughs> Where is the last metal? <laughs> All right. Did you want to start? Okay, I'm going to start <clears throat> because now it is the time. It's it is the time for the author I talked about before. Again, it's Aliette de Baudin. He has a book coming out this year, well, her her second book, and it's called The Red Scholar Wake. Wake, and it's the first book book, also full length book in her Xuya uh, universe. And I I haven't the synopsis with me. But I have a great, great explanation about what the novel is from the author. And the novel, uh, and the and the author described it as a lesbian space pirates novel. Lesbian space pirates. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole reason I want to read it. Well, that's a little bit like. Uh, I mean, I'm saying it's a little bit like. It's probably nothing like the Locked Tomb series, which is lesbian necromancers in space. <laughs> I'm. I do think it's going to be very different. <laughs> I imagine yeah. it would be. Yeah, and the uh, other book, *The Spearman* by Ma Mary Robinette Cowell, is coming out this year, and it's a book she talked about a lot in the last few years, as far as I know. No, because if I remember correctly, it was one of her premises. Premises. Uh, she start. She started to write a long time ago, but she knew that she wasn't good enough at the time, and so she put the project on hold. And now it's coming out. So like, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you hear about books that authors have been working on for years, they are definitely some of the most anticipated releases. Yeah. And I'm gonna read the synopsis of it. Tesla Crane, a brilliant inventor and an iris, is on a honeymoon on an interplanetary space liner, cruising between the moon and Mars. She is traveling incognito and is reveling in her anonymity. Then someone is murdered, and the tes a festering shoulder heads who won security have the audacity to arrest her spouse. Armed with banter, martinis, and her small service dog, Tesla is determined to solve the crime so that the newlyweds can get back to canoodling? It's a word. Yep. yep. Wow. That's uh, a word. Sounds like it's got a little bit of comedic flair to it. Yes, it does sound like that. <laughs> and I do have two anticipated books 
after that, but one of one of them you're gonna talk talk about what already? Oh, yes. Yes. You you can you can talk about it if you like. No, no. I you you can get guess where it is, <laughs> and it's obvious. And uh, my last anticipated book book is uh, "The Stars Undying" by Emery Robin, and it's the first time I'm mentioning this name. But I'm in no, it is it is because because it is it is compared to Arcadi Martine and Edda Palmer again, and both of the authors. For some of my favorite authors, which is why I have to read them. And I, oh, and it's a relationship inspired by Caesar and Cleopatra. And it's sci fi. And it's queer. Do I need to say something else? Why not? I could try to read the synopsis, but it's very long. Yeah. This will be posted, so um, I think yeah. alongside the episode notes, the list will be released. So, all right. My first anticipated release for November is Heart of the Sun Warrior by Sulin Tan, which is the sequel to Daughter of the Moon Goddess, which I mentioned at the start of this episode. And because I liked that book so much, I'm really looking forward to the sequel to see where she takes the story and the characters. My second book is A Restless Truth by Freya Mask, which is kind of a sequel to A Marvelous Light. So it's set in the same world but it follows a different character, a different set of characters. So I'm, I'm not sure if it can be read on its own, but it is a queer book. So her first book, A Marvelous Light, is a queer male-male pairing, and her second book is a queer female-female pairing. So we'll see how it goes. It's a, bit, a little bit of a different play. And then we have Ocean's Echo by Everina Maxwell. Um, so this is set in the same world as Winter's Orbit, but it is a standalone book with... Yeah, in another region of the world with a new cast of characters. Did you want to say anything about this one, Star? Um, what could I, could I say? I, I'm interested in seeing the magic system of the u- universe because we haven't re- really gotten a lot of it in the, f- in the first standalone novel. Yes. And we do get a lot, a bit more in this one, I think. I think so. But I, but what I... I already know is that it still isn't really. It doesn't play in the center of of the kingdom. It's not a kingdom, kingdom, but I I'm just gonna use kingdom now. Of the kingdom, it's not. It's a very backwaters planet, like in the first book. Yeah. Book. So we don't have a lot of interuniverse, interuniversal politics. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, we we covered this book, or we read Winter's Orbit. Mm-hmm. As our book of the month on our Green Team Discord, our Legendarium Discord in the Green Team channel, as part of our, I guess, book books and themes of the month that we're doing at the moment on the Discord. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to join in and figure, find out what we discussed about Winter's Orbit, come join our Discord. <laughs> so my next book that I have for November is The Luminaries by Susan Dennard. And this book, I haven't read her Witchland series, but I have some of those books and they are have been on my list to read for a long time. But the synopsis of this one is, ever since her father was exposed as a witch and a traitor, Winnie and her family have been shunned. 
But on her 16th birthday, Winnie can take the deadly Luminary Hunter Trials to join the Ancient Order that protects Winnie's town and the rest of humanity from the monsters and nightmares around her town. Or she can die trying. So I think that that's... It it sounds very kind of stock standard young adult, but that's that's the sort of thing I like. (laughs) All right. It doesn't look like we have anything for December. December was a little bit of a dry month. I I did... Didn't write anything for December. <laughs> really nothing. Everything, everything was shoved into November. Yeah. Well, well I, think, I think I feel like publishers don't tend, they, they try not to publish things in December because everyone's on holiday for the, the winter breaks and everything. And I, I just thought that you put, put by, by lost metal, by anticipated everyone. <laughs> Yes, that's on our list now. <laughs> that concludes our episode. You can find us on the Legendarium Discord. The invite link is on the legendarium.com. We are also on Twitter at Queen Team Pod and Reddit. Join us in supporting the Legendarium via Patreon. Shout out to Horizon Prey for starting it all. Thank you to our panelists, me, Bye, and Mila. See ya. Until next time. Bye.